It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Knapp. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction coming to you every weekday to give you a little bit of help, a little bit of hope on your journey of faith. Great to have all of you with us today. Today, this is our Friday broadcast, so we take a look ahead to the Sunday Gospel. It's from Matthew. It's all about God's generosity and grace. But if you're like me, at times when I hear this gospel about the generous landlord, the last will be first and the first will be last, I sometimes think, well, that's not fair. And I'm going to bet that you might do the same thing. In the end, it's all about the kingdom of God and God's grace, and we're going to talk about that today. Here to help us on the journey, our spiritual director, back with us once again, Father Brian Geary. Father is a priest in the Diocese of Rockford, Illinois, pastor of St. James Catholic Church in Belvedere. Father Brian Geary, welcome back to the program. Good to have you with us today. Thank you, Chuck. It's good to be with you. Yeah, looking forward to our discussion, and uh, I'm going to get into this uh, gospel not being fair, by the way, because I'm sure a lot of us go through that. We'll open up our phone lines, as we uh, do every day, uh, inviting you and our listening audience to join us, and we hope some of you will say yes uh, to our humble invitation. Join in the conversation today. But Father Brian Geary, get us started. Give us an overview. Tell us about Sunday's gospel, what's going on. Well, as we read the parables about the kingdom of heaven, we, there, it's a very complex reality. We can juxtapose the church for the kingdom of heaven and see salvation and grace, as you said in your introduction, all over there in lessons. And as we look at this uh, parable, we have to go deeper. All the parables command us really to go deeper beyond the surface, underneath, to find the hidden meaning, especially when things seem unjust, as if our Lord is saying something unfair. But what we realize is that God is super fair. <laughs> His mercy goes beyond justice and um, and lifts us up. So it's about these workers in the vineyard, which we can say is the church, and we can really plug ourselves into this parable to get the most meaning out of it. Yeah, and we're going to have you share that uh, with us uh, here in just a moment. Uh, but uh, super fair, what a great description, and probably even more then super fair is this uh, generous God, isn't he? Yes, more than fair. Yes, and uh, our our Lord gives us a reward, but the reward is, in his mind, um, just. But for us, it's it's more than we could ever deserve or ask or imagine. God's grace is always greater uh, than our minds can, can conceive. Mm-hmm. And so um, serving our Lord is the great consolation. Uh, the reward will come later, and sometimes we want it now on our terms, but God teaches us through the parables that the reward will be great in heaven for those who do his will. 
Yeah. Father Brian Geary, our spiritual director, looking ahead to the uh, Sunday Gospel. We're going to have uh, Father share that with all of us here in just a moment. But let's open up our phone lines, inviting you and our listening audience to join us. And uh, as you listen to it, and I'll give you a question here, too, but, you know, what uh, jumps out at you the most? But if you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149, sponsored by Charity Mobile, the pro-life phone company. Don't forget you can email us, life at Relevant Radio. Dot com. But um, as you think about your journey of faith, God's generosity and grace, when have you experienced the generosity and grace of God? Maybe that was um, through someone else when uh, that person was generous to you. Maybe later in your life, after years away from the church and the faith, uh, what brought you back into the loving arms of our Lord and what was uh, that like for you? Toll free again if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. So, uh, Father Brian Geary, can we take a moment here and ask you to share this Sunday's Gospel with our listeners today? Sure. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. And glory Jesus to told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out at dawn to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with them for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. Going out about nine o'clock, the landowner saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, You too go into my vineyard, and I will give you what is just. So they went off. And he went out again around noon and around three o'clock and did likewise. Going out about five o'clock, the landowner found others standing around and said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? They answered, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You too go into my vineyard. When it was evening, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Summon the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and ending with the first. When those who had started about five o'clock came, each received the usual daily wage. So when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also got the usual wage. And on receiving it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last ones worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who bore the day's burden and the heat. He said to one of them in reply, My friend, I am not cheating you. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what is yours and go. What if I wish to give this last one the same as you? Or am I not free to do as I wish with my own money? Are you envious because I am generous? Thus, the last will be first, and the first will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. And praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, Father Gary, as you share that with us now, what jumps out to you the most uh, right now? Well, when you look at the, the the labors in the vineyard and how the the ones who are complaining are looking at the other laborers instead of the landowner, who we can presume is God, and the ones who receive the full daily wage but only worked one hour were really glad they had a great boss. I mean, this is a great job. You know, I work one hour, and this boss gave me a whole day's wage. Uh, so I think the one who received the full wage for working one hour was delighted with the landowner, with God. And those who bore, as it said, the day and the heat, the day's burden and the heat, looked not the landowner but at the other worker and thought they were being cheated. So I think it's, it's very instructive for us in the church to look to God who 
promises and delivers on promises for our reward um, instead of others. And by looking at others, we're tempted to envy because we can see how sometimes people get different treatment uh, than us, even within the church. Yeah, I know as I, you were sharing that, and I the word grumbled against the landowner uh, jumped out at me. If I were in the um, in that parable, which I probably am to some degree, I think I'd be grumbling a lot too. Part of it just doesn't seem fair, does it? Oh, it doesn't. But I mean, as, as you mentioned in the beginning, Chuck, the this parable is about grace and salvation. And um, I also read from Saint John Chrysostom and his homily on this gospel, which is really beautiful. But um, it is typical in the spiritual life when one has a conversion, when one is new to work for God, God showers you with so many graces and spiritual feelings of closeness, you know, to endear the soul to God so that he remembers how generous the Lord is and how responsive he is to prayer. And this is to draw you in into a deeper relationship, then I think we can also say those who have been in the Lord's vineyard for a while uh, and are bearing the day's burden and the heat may not feel that closeness of the landowner or his generosity anymore. And they may grumble against the Lord uh, because they don't have those same spiritual feelings. They don't have that sense of closeness, but yet I mean, these are the valued laborers of the landowner. He trusts these people. They, they work all day. They, they put in their work. And so I think it's tempting for us who do love God and have worked for him for a while to perhaps get jealous or maybe to grumble or to think that we're being cheated in some, in some way because we are bearing the day's burden and the heat. And um, we should rejoice at the new converts and rejoice with them and, and tell them, this Lord is so generous, and um, he is a great boss to work for. And um, even if we're suffering in the field, um, don't lose sight that we were once called and given more than we deserved. Yeah, I like that, a great boss to work for. <laughs> we are talking today about God's generosity and grace. When have you experienced the generosity and grace of God? And maybe later in your life, after years away from the church and the faith, um, what brought you back into the loving arms of our Lord? Father Brian Geary is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and The Relevant Radio. There's still a lot of work to do. Relevant Radio Executive Director Father Rocky. We need to attract people to Christ like the light of a candle attracts the moth. And our Holy Father Pope Francis emphasizes this evangelization is about attracting people to God. And how do we attract people to God? Through joy. Joy attracts, goodness attracts, beauty attracts. Sometimes people can get in a rut and focus on problems. An insight that St. Josemaria had, he said, no, we don't talk about bad news because that's always happening. Let's talk about good news. That rarely happens. And that's the news. And psychologically, that makes sense because if you dwell on bad news, it gets people discouraged and depressed and all the rest. And it's not the whole story. In fact, it doesn't represent the reality of the story. 
So each one of us, because we are baptized, have this duty to live our faith and to bring the faith to others. Bringing Christ to the world through the media. Relevant Radio. If you're looking for a little help on your journey of faith, our priests are here for you. Call now, 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. Or email us, innerlife@relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And thank you for joining us on the program. Just a reminder that our Relevant Radio toll-free studio line is sponsored by Charity Mobile, the pro-life phone company. More information about their cell phones and monthly plans, all available at charitymobile.com. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Chuck Neff, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz, Jim Shaper, answering your phone calls today. Father Brian Geary, our spiritual director. Father Geary is a priest in the Diocese of Rockford, Illinois, pastor of St. James Catholic Church in Belvedere, talking about the Sunday Gospel. It's about God's generosity and God's grace. Phone lines are are open if you would like to join us. And as you think about uh, your journey of faith, what's been your experience of God's generosity and his grace? Maybe um, that was later in your life after years away from the church and the faith, but what brought you back into the loving arms of our Lord and that experience of God's generosity? We'd love to hear your story again if you'd like to join us. Toll-free number 888-914-9149. So, um, Father Gary, let me revisit this whole uh, idea of the... uh, the last uh, shall be first, and uh, the first will be last. And just that sense of uh, maybe this isn't fair. I was uh, thinking about this this morning and, and praying about it, and I realized that listening to the parable, I'm focused on the money. <laughs> that, what do you mean? I've been working all day, and I'm not getting paid with a guy who worked an hour is getting? And it, it dawned on me that if... I start thinking about that those loved ones, our friends who have fallen away from the faith, if they came back to the faith at any time, you know, sometime tomorrow or late in their life, I would be ecstatic. I would be elated at someone coming back to the faith. And so when I took the money out of the equation, things really changed for me in this parable. Wow. That's beautiful uh, fruit of prayer, Chuck. I didn't even uh, think along those lines, and it's a beautiful way to see this parable. As we know, as we go along in, in our faith journeys, the parables take on different meaning for us at different times in our life, and we see the hidden treasures inside the parable. And I know from those who have come back to the faith from being away a long time, they bring this this uh, gratitude with them, this appreciation for what God has given them, how they, you know, sh- should have been, you know, lost, um, even condemned, feeling that way. Uh, perhaps, you know, I hear this a lot from men. You know, I should have been dead like five different times in my life, and I'm coming back. And they come back with a, a freshness of perspective. They they come back with uh, appreciation, a gratitude, which is so refreshing because at times in the church we can not see the forest from the trees and complain about little things like certain things, peculiarities in daily life and parish life. But those who come back after a while just have just a huge heart and they see things 
is is somehow uh, expressions of God's great generosity, and they're they're really grateful. That's been my experience. Yeah, yeah. And talk a little bit uh, more about that. What what has been your experience as a priest uh, when you have seen people come back to the faith late in their life? I mean, we hear about the uh, the deathbed conversions. I don't know if you've experienced anything like that. But as a priest, when you see someone come back no matter how old he or she is, what is that like for you as a priest? It's a fruit of prayer. And I'm just grateful to God when I see what God does in in them and to hear their story and to to see perhaps it was an illness that brought them back. Uh, Maybe it was just an experience of God's mercy that they received in an instant. Um, it tells me that God doesn't give up on anyone. And, and you think of this parable about God calling the landowner, God, calling people at different hours. It tells you that no one is beyond salvation. And he may call us very late in the day, but he's ready to give us a full wage, a full day's wage. And like the good thief on the cross, he was just minutes from death after incurring the death penalty for all his crimes. Guilty as he is, Jesus was innocent, but this man said, I, I deserve this, and yet God is so generous. Please remember me when you come into your kingdom. And our Lord said those beautiful words, today you'll be with me in paradise. So I, whenever anyone comes back, they realize the gravity of their sins, how unworthy they are, but yet the overabundant, superabundant mercy of God that makes them grateful and joyful. Yeah, and that's such a an important point for all of us to echo your words that uh, God doesn't give up on anyone. But uh, Father Geary, for somebody listening today um, who maybe thinks uh, he or she uh, can't be forgiven for something uh, they might have done, who thinks it is too late that uh, they they can't uh, be helped, what would you say to that listener today? That God is calling you right now. Um, as I prepared for this homily for the Sunday, that's what one of the things that came to me, that God can make someone holy in a very short time. Um, it's not too late to receive a reward. And all the graces of holiness are available to you now to be a saint very quickly, to get paid first. And the good news is you'll be paid first. <laughs> like the thief that did uh, the things that incurred the death penalty, the, the good thief, he got paid first. He was the first one into heaven, the, the worst guy. Uh, I think of the words of Jesus to St. Faustina in, his, in the Divine Mercy Diary. Um, the greater the sinner, the greater his right to my mercy, Jesus promised. So those who have done the worst things, those who have been idle, uh, not working for God for their whole life, maybe the last hour, the Lord says, I'm going to give you all of my mercy. You're entitled to more of it, and I'll pay you first. And um, he doesn't want anyone to be lost. It's God's will that none of us be lost and that all of us come to eternal life. And then practically speaking, uh, Father, for someone listening who maybe um, is thinking that, that it is too late, the importance of getting back to to church, getting back to confession maybe, talking to a priest, get back in the good graces of God. Yes. Yes, and um, I, I... it's my experience for someone who's older who's been away that they said, it's so refreshing as a priest to hear this there, Father, what do I need to do? I'll do whatever you say. <laughs> so 
it's so refreshing because they're, they're writing a blank check because they said, I don't deserve to be here. God called me. I am a sinner. I know who I am. I don't deserve this, but God has given me this shot. And I'm, I, Father, I want to, I want to go to confession. I want, I want everything. And I said to these guys, it's so moving. I said, the store is open for you. You get whatever you want because of what, because your heart is so open. And it's so beautiful to see that kind of conversion and that that writing the blank check and seeing in the church the opportunity for reconciliation and healing that comes uh, from confession and the sacraments. Yeah, and for somebody uh, listening today who may be thinking that, I think the the fact that they're just even taking time to listen to a program like this, um, it's not too late. Get back to confession. And uh, God's waiting for us, isn't he? Yes, ready to uh, treat you like this, like the person who came at the last moment, um, ready to give you special treatment. I, I, I think of it in terms, too, of we think of rewards um, with credit cards. Well, I use this image. When you come to the confessional, if you tell me a really serious sin, I'm the redemption agent, the priest. <laughs> and uh, If you tell me a really big sin, I say, I have very good news for you. You're entitled to a huge reward. <laughs> Thank you for redeeming it, it by telling telling it in confession because you will be wow. given a huge reward. Father Brian Geary, our spiritual director, talking about God's generosity. If you'd like to join us, toll-free number 888-914-9149. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Day 11, Mother Inviolate, pray for us. Inviolate is spelled I N. P-I-O-L-A-T-E. It means free from injury or violation. It is not to be confused with the word violet or the color purple. Just as sunlight passes through a window without breaking the glass, the Blessed Mother remained a virgin before, during, and after the birth of Jesus Christ. That's what inviolate means. Indeed, the birth of Jesus was a miraculous birth. The early fathers of the Church were nearly unanimous in this teaching. St. Ambrose, St. Augustine, St. John Chrysostom, St. Leo the Great, and St. Gregory the Great. This title references the second Marian dogma of perpetual virginity. Mary was a virgin before, during, and after birth. If you believe that, I'll tell you another one. That a man can take some breath, say some words, and change it into God. But he can if he's a priest. Yes, we have some extraordinary beliefs in our Catholic faith. Still, they're all true. Mother and Violet, pray for the Church and our nation. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Inner Life Show or email us innerlife at relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life today. Father Brian Geary, our spiritual director. Father Geary is pastor of St. James Catholic Church in Belvedere, Illinois, that in the Diocese of Rockford. Talking today about the Sunday Gospel. It's the Gospel of Matthew. It's uh, really all about the parable of the landowner, the generous landowner. And uh, 
It uh, really is on the deeper level. It's all about God's grace and God's generosity. And phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. As you think about uh, your faith life, when have you experienced the generosity and grace of God? Maybe later in your life, after years away from the church and the faith, but what brought you back? into the loving arms of our Lord. We'd love to hear the story. What was that like for you? Again, toll-free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149, our email address, life at relevantradio.com. So, Father Brian Gary, let's um, take some phone calls for you. Let's start with Joseph listening in Fall Creek, Oregon. Joseph, welcome to the program. How are you? Ah, I've been better, but I've been worse. I'm doing actually really well this morning. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing fine. Good to have you with us today. Yes. Well, it's good to be here, and I'll be honest with you. I've never listened to your program, and I uh, was doing the scan on my radio, and it came on, and I'm a, a newcomer, and, um, and, and that's, you know, Great, but I was raised Southern Baptist, and I lost faith when my mother fell ill, and um, that's okay, because um, I was recently called to God's work, and about a month and three weeks ago, I was at a chocolate shop in Eugene, Oregon, and I walked by a man in a wheelchair who had long white hair and a long white beard and he looked crippled and decrepit and so i went in and got some tea and chocolate and then i sat with him and offered him some chocolate and heard him out a little bit very hard to understand the man because uh he was clearly been through a whole lot and he might be in his 60s i'm not sure but i said are you doing anything right now he said no and i said well, I'm going to pull my car up, we're going to put your wheelchair in the back, and we're going to go for a little ride. And I was just, how do you say, in the zone. I wasn't thinking I was just doing. And I guess that's what y'all call, um, I don't know what you call it, but what it was to me was being called for maybe my first time or uh, a significant time for being called. And I started heading to my home, which is a homestead. And I took him in and heard him out. And I can tell you what, nobody had really heard him speak clearly or given him the time of day quite some time because he had an issue with his throat. But something told me just to be with this man and to take him in. And so I fed him a nice dinner and I let him sleep for about a day <laughs> and uh trust me my fiance and people that were working on our homestead were quite confused because <laughs> it'd been the first time and uh and she, she actually was like you brought a homeless man to our house <laughs> i said yeah and uh um turns out you know he he introduced himself as jolly old saint nick <laughs> which is weird because he looked just like the pictures of St. Nick. <laughs> and um, he said it was because, you know, in his business life, he'd help, you know, crippled children. And his story was that he had gotten hit by a car in Eugene, Oregon, and somebody stole his wallet and his cell phone and was unable to make contact with any friends or family and had been living on the streets. 
And I said, okay. And so I began to write down what I could understand and get out of him. And he was in bad health. And uh, he showed me his belly, which, you know, he was like, this is all replacement. He's like, I have almost hardly any bones left. This is almost all metal. Turns out he was a Marine in the Vietnam War. <clears throat> and, you know, he was telling me things that nobody else really would take seriously. And I recognized he was sober. And that's part of the reason I felt great about the situation. And he had, I know this sounds weird, a twinkle in his eye. <laughs> and um, he went by a few different aliases. It was very hard to communicate but I was patient, and I ended up hanging out with the guy for about two or three days. And, um, and, uh, so, uh, I'm a newbie. I'm a new guy to, to this work. So go on, please. Well, I was just going to say, how did um, how did that uh, in terms of your faith, uh, reaching out and being generous, is that uh, is, is that typically who you are? Are you a generous kind of hundred percent, hundred percent? It was it's a family tradition. My great aunt was a missionary in Bolivia, and my mother was a true embodiment of Christ, and uh, she on her you know towards the end of her. The biggest mistake I ever made was that you're not a Christian. And it was because I refused to lie to my mother, even though she was passing away. And it was because that was the honest truth. Because you, when you're young and you're in church and everything like that, it's, it's hard to conceptualize things. And I'm an intellectual and an analytical type. And the way it was being preached to me was kind of like it didn't add up you know and uh, i guess i had too much left brain or whatever going on point is to answer your question yes that is entirely in my spirit and being to give and and it is because it's way better than receiving <laughs> yeah, the, the, let me bring and, father uh, gary back into into the conversation and uh, father we hear a story like that and certainly we talk about the generosity of uh, god the grace of god but boy this is a direct call to us uh, like our, our caller to be generous uh, with our time with our money but we need to be generous in our own faith journey as well don't we yes i can't help but think joseph that you just imitated the, the parable of the good samaritan you came upon a man who was half dead on the side of the road, you picked him up, you fed him, you brought him to your own home, <laughs> you took care of him. Uh, no wonder he called himself Jolly Old Saint Nick. Uh, we don't, you know, in the scripture, we never know whether we're entertaining angels or saints or even our Lord Himself. There was a, a story of Saint Martin of Tours, uh, a saint, and he lived in the three or four hundreds A.D. and he took care of this poor man, gave him half of his shirt off his back. And and he, this man appeared to him, and it was Jesus. He said, I was that poor man. I was that man in the street that you cared for. And you were like the Good Samaritan, Joseph, and your generosity was so richly rewarded because God did call you, and you responded 
with generosity and love. And um, you were blessed. So I, I thank yeah. you for reaching out to this man, and God did touch you. And I don't care if you're the first-time listener <laughs> or what religion you are, you acted like a real Christian. And I yeah. think God wants to well, reward you for Yeah, it. Joseph, let me just ask another question. Is there a rest of the story? Have you heard from this man? Have you, uh, have you seen him since? Yes and no. Yes and no. And... Um, well, I was having a, a tiff with my uh, then fiance, and, and we're now we were separated. Now we're back together, recently engaged, and you know. Uh, so, in other words, I was staying at a hotel in Eugene to to give space, and that's also because I suffered from a traumatic injury to the lower half of my torso, and had been into nine visits to the emergency room. And when you dislocate a hip, just for the record, I can't really help you at the ER. And what's just put back in place? Now, that's the thing. It was put back in place, but the uncomfortability of that experience uh, led me to self-medicate, and it was a thing where I couldn't sleep. And so I didn't sleep for almost two weeks. And so finally, I had a ER doctor that said, I'm going to give you a muscle relaxer, and just to let you know, I hate pills, and so that took a bit of convincing, but I went and got actual sleep as a result, and um, to answer your question, towards the end of when I saw him last, well, when I say it, when I saw him last, let me just finish this thought, um, at, at, when we were at the hotel, and I brought him there, and I was actually going to put him in the hot tub because they had a big arm to dip him in, and he was scared of that. And so I said, no big deal. Let's go up to the room. I need to relax. <laughs> and he talked nonstop. By the way, he also went by the name Moses. But um, I uh, I, uh, I heard it. Yeah, I let him use my phone. And we were trying to desperately get a hold of somebody in his life that might know him, a relative, assistant, whoever. I tried to corroborate his story. And I was able to do I have enough medical background to know that that can cause death. Severe, uh, yes, uh, you can die from that. It's, it's pretty, it's a big deal. And he said, it's not a big deal because... Um, I, this is something that happens, you know, and, and I'm vegetarian strictly and so forth. By the way, when he was at my house, he had some smoked brisket, but that's besides the point. <laughs> uh, I then said, okay, well, I'm sorry to say that it's, it's our turn to go to the emergency room. And it was because, honestly, I thought he was kind of going back into a Vietnam flashback and uh, was, was not making sense that he was in an earlier discussion. And I felt that maybe he was getting to a point in his health yeah. where I needed really to get him into an emergency room. So yeah, how long ago was this? How, how long ago did this happen? Month, three weeks, approximately. Three weeks, yeah. So since then, have you seen him? The three, one month plus three weeks. Yeah, and then so when, when did you lose track of him? Well, that, that's, that's when after I went to the emergency room, I called this wonderful service we have in Eugene called Cahoots. And Cahoots is a 
nonprofit that will come and, and help and aid in mental health crises. And uh, so, because I was not able to convince him that he needed to be seen by an emergency room doctor. Yeah. And so I can't throw him in an ER. I can't do that. It's not, it's not that I didn't want to, you know, or whatever, but it's also not what I was called to do. And so when Cahoot showed up, they're talking to me and he escaped. <laughs> hmm. So and, you have not seen him yeah. since you don't really know what's happened to him, right? Well, when I say that, I didn't see him in that form. Okay, I then later filed a police report, uh, missing persons on him. Because at the time, I thought maybe I was his only advocate. Yeah. And uh, Well, yeah, Joseph, so anyway, I've got some other I phone calls him. I have to get to here. But, um, you know, Father Geary, we hear, we hear stories like that. Good Samaritan, wow. And just the generosity that we're all all called to do and, and be part of. I mean, we have people crossing our paths Every moment of the day, I remember years ago, uh, I think if if uh, you knew me well, that uh, generous would probably be, I hope, one of those virtues that would be associated with me. I used to get kidded all the time about uh, having a target on my back every time I went to a ball game or in the downtown area. And uh, But I remember one time, uh, Father Geary, um, I saw this guy, I knew he saw me, and I knew what he was going to ask, and I can tell you, I could feel my heart harden. I could feel it. And I just diverted my eyes. I wasn't going to look at this guy. And I walked right by him and uh, didn't talk to him. I didn't give him anything. But um, to me, it's uh, being generous. God wouldn't have done that. Jesus wouldn't have done that. But uh, Chuck Naff on that particular day did. And it wasn't until about six months later when we were back at another ball game, and I saw him again that I f- stopped and talked to him and gave him a little bit of money. But we do harden our hearts. So these people are crossing our, our, our paths all day long, aren't they? Yes. You were blessed, Chuck, to have a second chance. You know how many times <laughs> exactly. we said no to someone and think, oh, I hope that guy comes around again because I'll give him something next time. And yeah. it doesn't usually happen. But you, you, got, you got the chance, thank God. But... Uh, also, with regard to this parable, and for Joseph, uh, I think Joseph would admit that God was faithful to him. He'd say, "Yeah, God's been faithful to me. He's been giving me great, gave me a great mother." Uh, and who am I to say that uh, God should not show generosity to someone else? And when he saw someone who needed that generosity, he gave it to him. And um, it comes down from, I, I think, or comes down to being convinced that God's been faithful to me. And if he yeah. and and we have to answer that question, yes. And that when we had, when we're honest, then we can really be generous, and we have a place in our heart to help others. Yeah, Father Brian Geary, our spiritual director, talking about God's grace and generosity, and the parable uh, that we're going to be hearing in uh, this uh, Sunday's Gospel from the Gospel of Matthew. Uh, let's take another phone call, Joseph. Thanks again. Nice to have you on the program. But Michelle, listening in Bloomington, North Carolina, you are up next. Thank you for waiting. Welcome to the Inner Life today. Okay. Oh, thank you, and thank you for taking my call. Um, I actually love this parable. I really, really do. I'm often the last, the overlooked, the prejudged, and for me, it's always been a matter of, okay, what am I not doing? And then I'm like, okay, no, you cannot focus on other people. You have to focus on the Lord because the Lord gives according to your measures and according to what he sees fit. 
when we start looking at other people, we start developing envy and jealousy, and that's not of God. So I thought I really like this parable because I do work with individuals who have mental illness and who have addiction. I'm a counselor. And so when I look at this, I look at, okay, because everybody's like, well, what is she doing? Why isn't she getting punished? Why isn't she doing this? Why are all these good things happening to people that are doing really horrible things? But that's not for us to do. That is for the Lord to do. It's just like when I gave a man money one time, they were like, why are you giving him money? He's maybe even on drugs. I'm like, you know what? I don't know that because God's not going to look at me and say, you know, why did you give him money? He's going to say, you did what I asked you to do, which is to feed the hungry. Whether or not he goes to take that money to go buy more drugs or do something else with it, that's not on me. I've done my portion. I've done what I'm supposed to do, and that's to look out for someone who may be in need. What he does with that is between him and the Lord. So, again, I just love this parable. I really do because it gives me hope as well because I'm also, like I said, I'm prejudged because I try to live, you know, a life of being good, and I love my faith. I'm cradle Catholic, and so I always try to do those things, and I'm often prejudged as to, you know, look at her or whatever, and I'm just like, I'm just trying to do the best that I can with what the Lord has provided for me. He has given me great opportunities. Both of my parents are already gone, um, but I do still have my granny, um, and she's all I have left, and I was the only child, and so... You know, I do see a lot of evil going around in the world and people doing things that they should not be doing or someone saying, well, why can they go over here and they don't have to wear a mask and why do I have to wear a mask or why isn't my sport getting back up? And I'm like, you know, focus on you because you don't know. And those people, they're not wearing their mask. They may be getting sick. And maybe the reason that people aren't saying something to them is because they don't care. <laughs> they don't care if they get sick for not wearing a mask. But be glad that someone does care enough about you to tell you, hey, make sure you wear your mask. Um, Because I unfortunately have 11 people within my own circle who have been diagnosed, who have passed away from COVID. Hmm. So I'm not looking at um, the things of what I'm being kept from doing. I'm looking at, you know what, I'm going to wear the mask. I'm a medical professional as well. I'm going to wear it, not just for me, but I don't want other people to be exposed possibly. So it's not for for just my measure. It's for other people because, like I said, within my own circle, 11 people no longer have their lives, the last one being yesterday. And then two days ago, another person, my close friend's dad, he was 84 years old, and he's very healthy, very healthy believed in the Lord, and just was a great man and was even trying to help me. He just passed away. He was healthy as a horse. Um, He was still working his own business. So I say that to say that we do all these things, and we know that our Lord sees them, but we need not to focus on what someone else is doing and what God's given that person, but to focus on ourselves and how we can help other people. And not be in danger. Yeah. 
Yeah, Michelle, such a good point. And uh, Father Geary, back to uh, her point, you mentioned it earlier in the program that we look at this parable and um, we, even our own lives. I mean, uh, the envy, the jealousy that all of us deal with in some way, some big ways and some uh, minor ways. Um, our, our focus needs to be on the Lord, right? I, I, Michelle, you said it so beautifully that um, how you don't focus on yourself um, and how many people, even in the parable, were envious that this person got treated well and uh, instead of rejoicing that someone got more than me, which is a real mature level of love. But I think oftentimes we fall victim to feeling cheated and then trying to steal the joy of others rather than rejoicing that others get more than me and others uh, are receive more than me. That's love. Uh, that the measure of our love is really how much we can rejoice with those who rejoice. And I'm sorry for your losses. You're a faithful woman. It sounds like your faith is carrying you through. And, and I, your latest friend who died, I think our Lord wants to pay him first. And I know you're happy for him. As sad as you are, uh, I can tell by your faith that that you're happy that he'll be rewarded. Yeah. Michelle, thanks uh, for the phone call. Good to have you on the program. Not a lot of time uh, left uh, in the hour with Father Brian Geary today. Can I take you back to one other line? I'm sitting here looking at the uh, the Gospel from Matthew. We'll be hearing this Sunday. And maybe you could talk about this. Uh, the landowner saw the other standing idle in the marketplace. He said to them, You two go into my vineyard, and I will give you what is just. And I'm seeing that. Should we expect that the Lord is going to give us what is just based upon how we work in the vineyard? I think, well, I know that the Lord's trustworthy, but we don't, I think we don't trust very well based on experiences of how we've been mistreated. (laughs) You know, Hmm. it took great faith on their part to go and to be this day laborer who was called out by the side of the road to uh, to trust in this landowner to pay them a just wage, and I think a lot of our faith journey is is trusting God. Is saying he, if He calls us, and He will treat us fairly. He, it says it says later, my friend, I am not cheating you. Um, I think we've been cheated a lot. Some people have had bad experiences that we prob- we may bring to our faith life, but yet God is asking us for trust that he will give us uh, what is just. He will treat us fairly. He will repay us. He's true to his word. His promises are real, and he always fulfills them. He can be trusted. So um, when he calls hmm. you, go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sometimes we don't want to go, but uh, trust that and uh, just trust that the Lord is who he says he is, and uh, we trust that uh, we will receive uh, what is just, won't we? Yes. Uh, uh, giving God justice is about worship, too, and that's a whole other homily. But what, what does God deserve? Um, he deserves our, our love and our service, our obedience. How do we treat God justly? By worshiping him and loving our neighbor, just like Joseph gave a great example of in the earlier call. Father Brian Geary, our spiritual director. Time to wrap things up. And Father, as you know, we like to close the hour with a final blessing for all of our listeners. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with kindness and give you peace. 
and the Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Brian Geary, thanks so much uh, for joining us on the program today. We do appreciate it. Thanks to you for joining us uh, wherever you're listening today. We appreciate that as well. Just a reminder, top of the hour, we're celebrating Mass in 1230 Central of the Faith Explained with Cale Clark. Have a great weekend. Uh, We are back on Monday, and we hope to see you then. Day 11, Mother Inviolate, pray for us. Inviolate is spelled I-N-V-I-O-L-A-T-E. It means free from injury or violation. It is not to be confused with the word violet or the color purple. Just as sunlight passes through a window without breaking the glass, the Blessed Mother remained a virgin before, during, and after the birth of Jesus Christ. That's what inviolate means. Indeed, the birth of Jesus was a miraculous birth. The early fathers of the church were nearly unanimous in this teaching. St. Ambrose, St. Augustine, St. John Chrysostom, St. Leo the Great, and St. Gregory the Great. This title references the second Marian dogma of perpetual virginity. Mary was a virgin before, during, and after birth. If you believe that, I'll tell you another one. That a man can take some breath, say some words, and change it into God. But he can if he's a priest. Yes, we have some extraordinary beliefs in our Catholic faith. Still, they're all true. Mother and Violet, pray for the Church and our nation.